You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. In the second round of the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants selected Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. Here on the Chris and Joe Show, we are going to be continuing our breakdowns of the New York Giants rookie class coming into this upcoming season. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Lum, and yet again, joined by Nick Filato to help us with these breakdowns here on the Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. So getting right in, right on into it, guys. We've got an exciting prospect that ended up slipping out of a first-round projection into the hands of the Giants. No safeties went in the first round, and that ended up benefiting the Giants in this situation as they needed some help in their secondary. Now, in terms of what Xavier McKinney looks as in terms of a prospect and as a player, six foot 201, had a bit of a slower 40, running a 4.63, but also had a 36-inch vertical. In terms of his production, though, 95 tackles, three interceptions, and five passes defended in 2019. So there's two more important things when it comes to talking about safeties, guys. I'm sure you could agree with me here, and that is how well they play against the pass and also how well they defend the run and how strong of tacklers they are. So, Nick, why don't we go to you first? In terms of his pass coverage, what are the things that really stand out to you uh, as far as McKinney and what he can do? Xavier McKinney is a very intelligent football player. So Nick Saban's defense is not the easiest to comprehend. Usually, you know, recruits will come on campus and they'll redshirt. That didn't happen with McKinney, all right? And it takes a little bit for McKinney to uh, adjust to the playbook. Usually it takes uh, prospects like two years to adjust. And by all accounts, from what I've heard, he had that playbook, that defensive playbook down in a year and was able to jump on the field in his second season there. And then he ended up being this dominant force, being entrusted by Nick Saban to execute multiple roles on that defense. He would do, he would be the star, he would be the money. And now basically star is like a, um, sort of like a Sam. It's in like nickel packages. It's like a hybrid linebacker, defensive back. And a money is a little bit bigger. It's more for dime packages. And that's um, for someone who is a more physical football player. McKinney can execute those kind of that kind of skill set as well according to pro football focus man i mean he lined up 286 times in the box 271 times as free safety 227 times at slot corner and 38 times even on the defensive line so he showed his ability to kind of like work through progression see route combinations and execute assignments on tight ends slot receivers and running backs in coverage and he has enough athletic ability, in my opinion, to cover these bigger slots and these tight ends effectively in man coverage, while also just using his instincts and his eyes to read the field and react. And just being from that program, that Alabama defense, and knowing that Nick Saban 
gave this person such a huge responsibility, gives me a warm and fuzzy that he's going to come into this system and kind of be entrusted in a similar light. So I look at his ball skills, which is another thing that I like. I want to say he had, what, 10, 10 turnover-worthy plays uh, at Alabama. Some of them were forced fumbles. Some of them were interceptions. I don't think he's the most, I don't think he's the best when it comes to his ball skills, but he does have enough to track the ball and make an interception, has solid hands, can secure it. So from that facet, I kind of like him as well, but it's more of the versatility and the football intelligence. He's just never out of position. He's always where he needs to be. And I think that is so understated a player who's just never out of position because we saw last season with the Giants, a big reason why James Betcher's defense failed is because players were out of position. It was a lot of those young players. They were just never on the right assignment. And Xavier McKinney never seemed to have that issue in a very complex and complicated defense down there for the Crimson Tide, a big SEC football. So I really just love what he provides from an intelligence standpoint. I think he's a solid athlete, not the best, but he's a solid athlete. And he's never just going to disappoint you with being out of position. And it seems like the the goal here with bringing in a guy like McKinney is having someone who's versatile, who can play in the new defense that Patrick Graham is bringing, but also having in the ability to play different roles. Now, we talked about before the draft about how, how Isaiah Simmons can do that stuff. And McKinney's not as big as Isaiah Simmons, but you talked about all those numbers of different snaps he lined up at. All that stuff's really huge for what he can bring to the table for this defense. Chris, what are the things that you really think are are big positives in terms of his ability to play the pass? You know, this is one of the reasons why I love having Nick on. (laughs) He basically just went right down my note sheet and hit every high point. (laughs) So... Yeah, I'm not quite sure how much more I have to add, (laughs) but I will just double down and say McKinney is really very smart. You can see him read the quarterback's eyes. You can see that he processes information very, very quickly. He understands passing concepts, so he knows what his responsibility is. He knows what receivers are going to be coming into or leaving his zone. He knows where to help with the double team or who to pick up when to pass somebody off. And like Nick said, last couple of years, those have been really big problems between Curtis Riley just not knowing what to do and Antoine Bethea knowing what to do but not being able to do it anymore. The Giants finally have a guy who both knows what to do, can process information in real time, and he has the wheels to execute on that. You know, I really, I do like how good of a closing burst he has. He can close the door on passes. He can get his hands on balls, knock them down. He isn't great at coming up with interceptions, but he's not bad at it either. That ability to deny at the catch point, whether or not the Giants would come up with the ball or not, that is there. Yeah, Chris, he's he's very disruptive at the catch point, which I love. He has that really that click and close and that quick trigger to come downhill and really just nail underneath routes, which is something that I also love to see from Xavier McKinney. And there's there's I put a play in the article I wrote about him on Big Blue View. Everyone go check it out. But uh, <laughs> it was with uh, it just shows how much he does film study. So Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for the LSU Tigers, championship LSU Tigers this year, uh, designed a clear out. There was a two wide receiver side. Xavier McKinney was playing like the star role, I want to say. And it was a clear out route with Clyde Edwards-Alaire running up the seam. 
So Xavier McKinney takes Clyde Edwards-Alaire up the seam, but pre-snap, there was a motion from the backside of that formation of Justin Jefferson coming to the front side of the formation where those two receivers were, the clear out, and it was just a little, it was just going to be a quick slip screen to absolutely nobody because Alabama was in man coverage. And Xavier McKinney somehow, with eyes in the back of his head, came off the Clyde Edwards-Alaire route, whipped his body around, picked up Justin Jefferson. He didn't even make the tackle. So it looks like a bad play on McKinney, but McKinney boxes him back inside and it's only like a 12-yard gain instead of like a 40-yard gain. And I just do not know how he had the instincts and just the wherewithal to be able to know LSU was doing that unless he was just in the film room and he was studying and he knew what to expect from a smart coordinator and an excellent quarterback and just an overall excellent team. So it's there's a lot to like about what Xavier McKinney is going to bring your team. And by all accounts, he's an amazing kid as well. So that's something that, you know, the Giants need. The Giants have been trying to turn their culture around. It seems like they've kind of got all the people out and brought all these good culture guys in. And it seems like they just want players who are going to buy in. And Xavier McKinney will. And Joe Judge has really made it clear already in the multiple times he's talked to the media that they're they're making this push forward to bring in guys and young players that fit that new uh, mentality, the, the new approach to just being smart, instinctive, good football players instead of just going and getting guys that might be tremendous athletes. They want guys that can step in and play and have an impact for multiple years to come. Now, in terms of defending the run, Chris, why don't we go to you first this time? What, what do you think... Or his yeah before Nick uh, <laughs> takes all the all of his uh, all of your notes again. But uh, in terms of what he can do in defending the run and also his tackling ability, what, what things really stood out to you on tape? Well, again, just to kind of reiterate a point from his pass coverage, his versatility, the fact that he can play all over the place. He can play as a true safety. He can play as a box safety. He can play as a linebacker. So the defense can move him around and either hide him or force the offense to try to find him. And that lets him get to the play, lets him put himself in position for the play. Yeah, I like the tackling form I saw from him. It Not consistent, but that's, that's kind of a common complaint with uh, defensive back prospects. It's almost remarkable when they have consistently good tackle form. But he at least flashes good form, so that, give, that gives you hope that he can build it into a consistent strength and really his willingness because you do not want to see a safety that doesn't want to tackle even if they're not great at it at least the willingness to come down to trigger downfield and want to hit guys you need to have that in a safety you can convince yourself it's okay for a corner to not want to tackle but you can't have a safety that doesn't want to tackle i really do like how aggressive and willing McKinney is as a tackler that seemed to be the biggest knock on Grant Delpit who was a guy in competition to be the first safety off the board in 2020 maybe that was really the the defining factor of why they chose McKinney over Delpit at that fourth pick in the second round because they wanted a player that at least showed a little bit more willingness to make those plays and get his nose dirty Nick what are your thoughts on his his run support and his ability to tackle and, and make those types of plays against the run 
I think he's solid in run support. He usually takes good angles to the football. There were times where I saw him get kind of high and then miss the running back and get out juked. And when you get high, your balance and your equilibrium is all kind of screwed up. So if you're going up against smaller, shiftier backs, you're more susceptible to being juked. And I have saw I saw that a couple of times. So he has to kind of you know come to balance before he makes his tackle when coming from angles that are that are far off the ball. So I think he's a better tackler near the box and closer that he gets the line of scrimmage, which kind of is a given because the more space that, that a running back has to juke you out, then, you know, <laughs> it's more susceptible for you to be juked out. So that kind of does make sense. But overall, he's physical. He has a solid tackle radius. He's not scared. Like you said, he will get his nose dirty. He will drive you into the ground. He's more of the, um, he's going to wrap you up. He's going to roll over and he's like, and he's just going to you know, he's just going to roll. He's not somebody who, uh, he's not the biggest hitter. Like Landon Collins was kind of known for like his really physical play. I think McKinney is a physical player, but I think Collins probably has the edge on him when it comes to that. And that's no knock on McKinney, but that's just people want to compare the two because they were both second round picks from the Giants, both Crimson Tide players. But I think McKinney's, again, to go back to that versati- uh, versatility, he's going to be, you guys are going to see him in the box. We're all going to see him line up in the box, and you're going to see three nickel packages from Patrick Graham. He loves to run that. And from that alignment, you can just do so many different things because you can be effective against the run, but yet you can also have the ability to kind of wait till the snap and then bail back into a deep third coverage or something along those lines. So it really keeps the offense guessing because it's like what personnel package is the defense in when they have these versatile players who can play the run and can play the pass. So McKinney, just that ability, I know that's more, that could be a, you know, also a pass coverage thing, but it's also something that's going to affect the offenses. Hey, well, let's run the ball at Xavier McKinney because he's smaller than a 250-pound linebacker. I still think he has that ability to hold up at the point of attack, and he's instinctive enough to, you know, shoot the gap, meet maybe meet the fullback or t- uh, the pulling end or the pulling guard in the hole to kind of bounce or spill the run towards other teammates. So, I just think he's he's a good enough tackler. He's not bad at that, and he uh, offers a lot of just, again, not to say the same thing again, but that versatility. But another thing I wanted to touch on him, and this kind of goes with passing, but it's not pass coverage, is how effective he is as a blitzer. Because that is something that is going to be utilized by Patrick Graham, and it was utilized by Nick Saban. And he's an, he utilizes excellent timing, Xavier McKinney, that is, and he'll disguise his blitz as well. He gets low, and he has a really good ten-yard split. I would say because he just shoots out, and we saw it against uh, Joe or against Joe Burrow. We saw it against the, in that LSU game. We saw it in a couple of other games where he would able to kind of bend the edge, not like an edge rusher, but he's coming from that slot nickel spot, and he'll just shoot out, and he's able to you know have a little bit of flexibility in his hips to kind of bend around contact to knock the ball out or just force a sack. So I mean, those instincts, man, and the ability to kind of just be used in every phase of the defense is going to be very valuable to the Giants. And I just I just love the, the prospects that it seems like he can have in this defense as that versatile defender, along with Julian Love and Jabril Peppers, who are similar type of players, but that doesn't mean it's a redundant skill set because they can all be used uniquely and interchangeably, keeping that offense guessing. Yeah, and with the with McKinney as a blitzer, his timing stood out to me as well. I was kind of wondering where I should mention that, but since you brought it up, and I think his his burst to close, that's definitely that 36-inch vertical showing up. And I would say th- just watching him blitz, it almost looks like a running back 
finding holes through the offensive line, the way he's able to find a rushing lane, time it, and then explode through. It, it's almost like a running back being slow to the hole and exploding through the hole, but obviously going in the opposite direction with the opposite intention. Another thing too, Chris, um, just because we're talking about the run is his ability to force fumbles and his ability to put his hat or his, you know, inside shoulder, whatever, on the football. Like, he, he does that a lot. Like, so NFC, NFC East running backs, man, they're going to really need to be able to cap that ball and make it tight because Avery McKinney has a knack for knocking that thing loose, which I also love because, you know, the more turnovers the Giants gets, more opportunities for Daniel Jones to put points on the board and more opportunity for the Giants to win. We've got a couple more uh, topics here to cover for Xavier McKinney, but before we get to them, we're going to take a very short commercial break. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With any prospect, they're never going to come in perfect and completely refined. So there's obviously things that Xavier McKinney needs to work on in his rookie season to improve and to become a full player at the safety position. Chris, why don't we head to you first again? What do you really think Xavier McKinney needs to improve on and work on throughout these first few years that will make him a better player overall? You know, when I was breaking him down for our scouting report, the kind of deficiencies cons, however you want to term it, I noticed are things I'm not quite sure he really can work on. Uh, things like his range, his speed over a long distance, his lower body flexibility and ability to stick in man coverage with athletic receivers or ath- really athletic running backs. You know, We were talking before the show started about you probably don't want him in man coverage on a slot receiver like uh, Terry McLaurin or somebody like that because he's really just not going to be able to turn and run, uh, flip his hips, and really carry him down the field. But the things he can improve on would be his tackling, just to be more consistent with good form. So, you know, not just hitting guys or, you know, shoulder checking them, but actually wrapping up, driving through, and bringing guys to the ground when he's not forcing a fumble, that is. And then really be taking more consistent angles to the ball, and taking more consistent angles that from further away where like Nixon in the first half, sometimes he, if he's coming from further away, he can, he doesn't really give himself a chance to tackle under control. I, I, I'm not quite sure. I like that phrasing, but just like be balanced when he makes the tackle. So I, those are the things I think he can improve on that he should work on. Nick, how about you? What do you really think that uh, McKinney needs to work on and improve to become a better player. Again, a lot of it, just what Chris said, I think it's athletically 
athletic things that he needs to uh, he can't really help like his range it's not he's not going to be able to just automatically develop true single high range and he doesn't have that i think he has enough range to effectively fill in that uh role once in a while but I, it's not something that he's not going to be a true cover one safety. He can be a a, ha- a deep half safety in a cover two or a two high man a man under something like that. So he doesn't have that kind of athletic ability and range. I think he's a faster player than a what was it a four six four that he ran at the combine. I think he's faster than that. But uh, and again, he checked himself out of the combine with cramps. And again, I don't know why the combine was having their you know players run at like ten o'clock at night. That was kind of stupid, but whatever. Uh, so. There are some athletic deficiencies. Again, I brought up his man coverage. I think he's going to be solid against those bigger slots. I think he'll be good against the tight ends. I think those are things that he's going to be, you know, execute at a high level. But then if he gets matched up, you know, number three receiver in a trio set against like a Terry McLaurin or even a smaller receiver who's a little bit shiftier, those kind of receivers are probably going to give him problems in, you know, man match kind of a... and kind of defenses. I think uh, he, he could struggle in man coverage, especially at the top of breaks. You know, receiver hits the top of his stem and then breaks one way. Sometimes Xavier McKinney gets caught looking at that quarterback or or his eyes don't always follow his feet because he is a cerebral type of player. So I think he could struggle against those shiftier type of uh, receivers in man coverage. Those, those kind of things, I'm not 100% sure if you can correct. You can definitely clean up your eyes being a more on cue with your feet. But athletically it's it's kind of a trouble and then when it comes as chris said the the angles down of the football again he he took he missed a couple um tackles coming down like that but every time he would aim for the outside leg of the running back effectively boxing him inside towards his teammates so that's a positive thing to keep the continuity of the defense intact but you, you want him to kind of come to balance a little bit better and sometimes he can get a little high a little wild but it's it's not a huge knock. It's not something that I look at and I say, oh, you know, this is terrible. He's not Grant Delpit when it comes to that whatsoever. So he just has to gather himself a little bit and become a little bit more balanced when he's coming from those those angles and he's moving at a higher speed. So those are the two things that really uh, stood out to me. I, I think he's going to be, you know, he's going to be effective in man coverage against the right type of receivers. But he'll, he's probably going to struggle against those smaller ones. So we'll see if... um someone like Julian Love can fill fill in and, and maybe cover a little bit better in those kind of uh, situations. But, you know, that remains to be seen. I, I still think this is uh, going to be a really effective player for the New York Giants and a guy that uh, we're going to look back and say, oh, I'm glad that uh, he fell to 36 because he probably shouldn't have. Now, in terms of like what you just pointed out there, it, it seems like it's going to be a pick that will pan out and really work for this Giants team. But with any prospect, it's worth acknowledging that they have a ceiling, they have a floor, a highest amount of potential, but also a potential to to bottom out and not even improve any further. Where do we really see his ceiling being? And Chris, wh- why don't we talk to you about this first? What do you think his highest potential of impact we could have from Xavier McKinney? I think if he winds up being the kind of playmaker, uh, guy who creates turnover opportunities, either force fumbles, interceptions, passes defense that a teammate winds up picking off, gets sacked, contributes in the pass rush, I think he can be a Pro Bowl player for the Giants. Now, I think, you know, when you start talking about the Pro Bowl, All Pro, that, that sort of thing, then, you know, how consistently they are voted in, that's, that's a popularity contest. But I think he could at least put together that caliber of a resume if he reaches his ceiling. 
I don't disagree with Chris. I think he could get to that level. It's not out of the question, but I look at this from a different perspective. I kind of look, I try to align myself with how Joe Judge is looking at everything. We're not bringing in, you know, one player. We're bringing in a team. We are a team. And I think his addition to the Giants makes the defense just so much better because it provides such a, uh, such more, um, a lot more flexibility to Patrick Graham and how he wants to utilize those back end defenders. So I think just that if him, Peppers, and Love can all stay healthy, he can do so many different things with different coverages, with different blitzes, with really anything that Graham wants to. It just gives him a lot of flexibility as a play caller because McKinney can wear so many hats per se. But yeah, if we're if we're doing the exercise of where he could be, hey, Landon Collins had a season where he had what? How many interceptions did he have that year? He, he had a quite. He had a lot of interceptions. He was forcing turnovers. Had a couple touchdowns. I, that is in the realm of possibility. But Pro Bowl voting and all that stuff—it's all contingent on you getting turnovers. And turnovers can be flaky at times. You know, they, they can be. You never really see a defense lead the league in turnovers, and then the next year they come back and they lead the league in turnovers again. It doesn't usually happen like that. So as long as McKinney can come in, not make any mistakes, fill his role, you know, do force some turnovers there every now and again, and just be able to play at a high level like I expect him to, like he did with Alabama, I'm going to be happy. Does he have to make the Pro Bowl to be a success? No, not in my mind. But I I think that it's in the range of outcomes for sure. And I just looked it up. That 2016 season was five interceptions, 13 passes defensed, four sacks, nine tackles for a loss, and 125 total tackles. So, you know, that's the bar we're setting for McKinney. He's got to hit that. (laughs) That's a pretty high bar to have for uh, for a player who hasn't even taken a snap yet in this league. But in terms of lowest expectations for McKinney, if he hypothetically doesn't really reach what we've talked about here on this show, if he doesn't, if he isn't used as we hope he can be used, and he doesn't end up actually hitting the potential that we're, we're talking about right now, what what is the worst possible player that we can we can get out of Xavier McKinney, Chris? Why don't you go first again? Yeah, I think. If he's kind of the player, you know, he comes in is as advertised, but that's kind of all he is, where he he doesn't grow much beyond what we saw, what we see as a rookie. I think he's still going to be a solid safety. I think he should be a solid, reliable safety. It, I kind of see him in the same mold as Andrew Thomas, where he might not be a his, – his likely ceiling might not be as a – top of the top of the league best in best at his position type player but he also has a really high floor i i don't think it is likely barring injury or patrick graham not being the guy we think he is yeah i don't think it's likely that mckinney will bust i think he should be a good reliable safety and if that's your floor i think that's again a kind of an acceptable floor yeah, I 100% agree. But if we're going to go uh, floor, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to stick with a Crimson Tide safety. I'm going to go ha-ha Clinton Dix, who was drafted in the, I want to say, first round by the Green Bay Packers. And now he's bounced around a couple teams. I think now he's with the Cowboys, actually. I think they brought him in. But Clinton Dix came into the league, had around 100 tackles early on. Uh, six passes defense, just pulled the stats up, had an interception in his um, one and pick in his uh rookie season and if he can come in if McKinney can come in and get what like 70 tackles um, you know two turnovers and 
and I don't know, like three passes defense. That's probably, we're going to look at that. And he does that consistently. The 70 tackles is okay, but we're going to look at the other numbers and be like, oh, we, we wish we got more from that. But again, like I, I fall back on uh, how is the defense playing as a whole? And I think McKinney will help that. But if we're just going to compare apples to apples and go with a player, let's say maybe slightly less than a ha Now to wrap up today's show, it's it's tough to really project how a guy like McKinney can fit especially with not fully understanding what Patrick Graham's defense will look like with the New York Giants. We know what it looked like with the Miami Dolphins last year, but we're not entirely sure what concepts he's going to be bringing in going forward. Nick, since we know that you are uh, very well-versed in in Patrick Graham's defense and you've, you've spent a ton of time watching the tape and seeing what Patrick Graham does on the defensive side of the ball as a defensive coordinator, how do you really project that he can be used, where he's going to play, and what spots he'll be lining up at uh, for this Giants defense? Okay, so a lot of Patrick Graham's like early downs, I saw a lot of, he used a lot of 3-3-5 bear, which is basically you have a nose technique and he'll use two, three techniques. So it's a tight alignment with the two outside linebackers on the line of scrimmage in like two point stance. But Patrick Graham uh, used so many uh, variations of just like a one, four, and then uh, just everybody else secondary. So he will have like one down lineman, four linebackers or five linebackers slash secondary pieces just roving around. This was on like third and short. And then he'll have like one deep safety and then somebody else playing like the robber role and the two cornerbacks. So there is... He utilized a lot of unique hybrid looks similar to what New England Patriots did. So how does Xavier McKinney fit into this? To me, I think you could put McKinney literally in the slot. He can cover the slot receiver. You can put him at the linebacker at the will spot. You could put him as a Sam, that star spot that uh, Alabama calls it. Or you could put him as that single high. I think he can effectively do that on some occasions depending against what personnel groups. It's not something that I I would... uh, want to do too often because uh, he doesn't have that range he's not as fluid in his with, with his hips as somebody like a grant delpit but i think you can just really line him up on the line of scrimmage bail him out you can line him up the line of scrimmage you can blitz him you can line him up the line of scrimmage have him play man coverage you can line him up in the line of scrimmage have him read the number three receiver and the running back and say if the number three receiver goes inside and he knows he has inside linebacker help or maybe a robber safety there, that robber safety can take him and then he could take the running back. And if the running back uh, stays put the block, he can green dog blitz that guy. You know what I'm saying? There's just so many different things he could do. He processes so quickly that there's not going to be many hiccups in his game. He knows his assignments and he can execute those assignments, whether it be in coverage, whether it be along the line of scrimmage, filling his run fits from deep, filling his run fits from the box or blitzing. So I expect him to be used in all of those spots. And I expect him to be the main safety probably once he gets up to speed to be utilized in that much creative way. But I think Julian Love will be used in a similar light to where he could do those things too. I think Peppers will be used similarly, but I think he'll be more of that strong safety type to where he's going to be more of that alley defender coming down into the box and kind of just giving those punishing hits that Jabril Peppers does. And he's really good at doing that. That's one reason why he got injured last year because he was such a physical defender. And I have so much respect for him because he puts his body on the line time and time again. So I think between those three, you could just do so many different things on with blitzing, with man coverage, with zone concepts, with, uh, with really anything. So I, I'm excited to see how it... But uh, 
when it comes to McKinney, if you want to go back, and I saw this in Dan Hatman's video. Uh, Dan Hatman's the director of the Scouting Academy. He's a great uh, insight on the football. He used to be a scout. And he feels Xavier McKinney is going to be utilized like Bobby McCain was for the Dolphins last year. And he go to YouTube and type in Xavier McKinney, and you'll see the Scouting Academy breakdown, Dan Hatman. And he goes and he highlights how... Uh, Bobby McCain was utilized in a way who's a converted nickel corner who played safety last year for Patrick Graham with Miami. And he feels McKinney will be that role in that role because Alabama used him in a similar, very versatile role, have him have a lot of assignments, wear a lot of hats, and uh, do so many different things for the defense. And McKinney's a much superior player than Bobby McCain. So if you guys haven't seen that, I suggest you go to YouTube and check it out. I think Nick said it perfectly. The it's really quicker and easier just to say, to say where you kind of don't expect to see him, and that would be as a cover one center fielding free safety where you where he would be responsible for the entire deep part of the field. He just do, he just doesn't have the range for it, at, at least based on what we saw on tape in college. But you know, cover two with a deep half, he can do that. Cover three, the deep third, he can do that. Cover four, you know, quarters coverage, he can do that down close to the line of scrimmage as a star money uh, box safety. He can do all of those things. So he's just going to be a movable piece for this defense. And again, like Nick, I'm really excited to see how Patrick Graham employs the three safeties the Giants have. Yeah, I have always liked Jabril Peppers better as kind of a pseudo linebacker than as a free safety, yeah, we saw under Greg Williams, he just could not play the de- the deep middle. But I think that's a place where you know maybe Julian Love can work. Yeah, you know, I like to see him closer to the line of scrimmage as well, just because he he has that background as a cornerback, so he does have the experience and all of that covering receivers more tightly. But I do think he does have the ability to be a to be that free safety if the Giants want to run a cover one look. Yes. And uh, one more thing, like everybody that's listening, just I I wouldn't think about these secondary pieces as as strictly as like this guy is a free safety or this guy is a strong safety and that's all they're going to do. It's going to be very fluid. All right. It's not going to be as static as like what Madden says. You know what I'm saying? So like the way that these guys are utilized, it's going to be different. Uh, depending on who they are playing, their specific assignment, it's going to be it's going to be much more probably versatile than what we're used to. So at least that's what I hope, and that's what you kind of see uh, with Miami. Like again, like Hatman, he highlighted Bobby McCain, but Bobby McCain was doing so many different things, and he's not the player that Xavier McKinney is. So uh, think of it more as like that team and that secondary piece, and the fact that these guys are going to be lining up in the box, at the slot, all, all in different positions. It's not as rigid as, uh, you know, just this guy's got a strong safety. He does this. This guy's a free safety. He does this. Yeah, we're not going to see an Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor type division where, you know, Cam is going to be basically another linebacker close to the line of scrimmage where and Earl Thomas is, you know, roaming in the backfield just making quarterbacks very, very nervous. You know, we're, we're not going to see that. <laughs> that, that statement could just stand on its own <laughs> no need to uh, reminisce too much on the legion of boom and hey maybe eventually the giants can get themselves up to that type of prowess for their secondary in the future in the next few years under patrick Graham with the addition of xavier mckinney that is going to be it from us here 
on the Chris and Joe show. Thank you for tuning in. As always, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you are listening to us and follow all of us on social media. You can follow Nick at Nick Filato on Twitter. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. And you can follow Chris at Raptor MKII. Also go and follow Big Blue View at Big Blue View. Stay tuned for our next show as we are going to continue our rookie previews and breakdowns on to the next guy, which is going to be Matt Pert, offensive tackle from UConn. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.